Hello, and welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm pretty hungover. Um... <laughs> oh my god, we got a new host. Yeah, it's me. Hi, I'm I'm pretty hungover. Uh, is this because Cam didn't like the intro? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he left. Yeah. Uh, this is my name's my name's Pretty. Um, this is the podcast where we continue to talk about the anime known as My Hero Academia in in English speaking countries. <laughs> English speaking countries. I like that. Boku no My Hero Academia. <laughs> oh fuck. I think I I think I signed on for the wrong show. I thought this was the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Joe okay, cool. <laughs> Joku cool. no. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> fuck Joe Rogan. Um so anyway, um this episode is going to cover 51 through 54 and this means we we've crossed the rubicon with cam he can't go back he's in new territory i have not seen two of these episodes and uh until now and i'm very very excited also like just like sort of getting ahead of us here but like looking back why the fuck did i stop on the episode when they were making their super moves because that is (laughs) supremely my shit like why the fuck did past cam look at that and be like i'm good and, and I was talking with Je- with with Jess about this earlier. I was like, I don't know why in the in the earlier episodes of this podcast, I'm like, yeah, the earlier or the ha- the second half of season three isn't my favorite. And I'm like, why, <laughs> why now? And I'm watching it. And I'm like, this rips though. I think like okay, so I really like this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but compared to what has been happening for the past like twenty episodes, yeah, um, it does slow down. Yeah. It's not all might beefing it and everyone crying, right? It's like yeah. throw the balls at the targets, everyone. It's like okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I love Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Break the targets. Yeah. <laughs> um so this is the I've called it the pre exam arc. Fifty one Moving into dorms, this intro slaps is the last time you'll probably hear me say that, but... No, it's not. <laughs> okay, y'all, are you ready for some more lighthearted episodes? Yes. Too fucking bad, because here's a oh. recap of every everybody crying at Deku's house. Outside, we see All Might remarking that it's been a long time since somebody had to tell him to try hard, because he was literally Superman for 30 years, when Deku's mom was like, hey, don't die. I want my kid to not die, so you need to do good. And he's like, wow, I haven't... I haven't had anybody tell me to try hard in my life for a long time. Can we talk about the power of Inko telling All Might to do better? Yeah. Queen shit, the truly. The power. The yeah. fucking, truly a mama bear right there. Exactly. She, oh. Hashtag girl boss. Truly. God. <laughs> I, I feel like before, if something happened to Deku, she would like spiritually rip all might's heart out of his chest but now she could just do it yeah no she, well like, she's like i know you're fucking little now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i could i could bust your ass hey kid hey kid you ain't shit now i can levitate small things to me i can pull out your heart like it's fucking mortal combat yeah. motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> um, now i'm just uh picturing inko every single time she levitates something towards her get over here yeah <laughs> Dude, yeah. as the new DLC in One's Justice 2, that's the fighting game for my hero. <laughs> oh, 
that fucking rule. All Might is like, Deku, you have a really good mom. Because he, he does. He has a good mom, like we've just yes. been saying. <laughs> and he agrees, because he should, because he has a good mom, like we've been saying. Yeah, totally. All Might then says that uh, Inko reminds him of Master Shimura. And in Japanese, he's like, yeah, the hairstyle and stuff. In uh, the dub, he's like, it's the hair or whatever. But in Japanese, he's like, it's like the hairstyles and stuff. It just <laughs> That's really cute, actually. All Might has never talked to a woman other than Master Shimura and, like, the, the various people he's saved or worked with. So, like, him having to be like, your hair is good is, like, really funny to me. He also says that they are similar because she's someone who's strong. Then All Might gets, All Might gets called a skeleton and then he yoinks away. <laughs> <laughs> he forgets that he's a celebrity and that he's not in, like, incognito mode now. He's like, oh, shit, everybody saw me beef it on TV as a skeleton. <laughs> And then, oh boy, that shot of Inko on the balcony looking at Deku as she's crying. Fucking, oof, yeah. And Deku doesn't even see her do that. And so you just know yeah. that whole thing that we've been saying of like, oh, her quirk is to bring things to her and she just wants to bring Deku back. It's like, uh-oh. After she talked with All Might, she's not like, and now I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I still hate this. Right. We see everyone return to UA to go to the dorms. Um, and it looks like everyone's parents were okay with it, which is good. The dorms were built in five days and five minutes from the school. It's called Heights Alliance. Nezu talks about the importance of the dorms and kind of reminds us that it's all 660 kids, at least by my estimation, that are at the dorms. It's not just 1A, even though 1A is the root cause of this. And even more than that, Bakugo kind of is. Bakugo cannot be feeling too great about this at sure. all. No. To, to, know, yeah. to know that the entire school knows... That in a way, you getting yoinked by some fucking theater kid is the re is the reason why I can't live with my mom and dad anymore because terrorists want to kill us. Can we talk about the phrase uh, "yoinked by a theater kid" and just say that's the high school experience? Oh my god, you're so it's some right. people's high school experience. Yeah. Oh. oh boy, it yoinks for thee. Um. But no, uh, on a serious note, though, when you think about the fact that like literally this show starts with Bakugo getting captured by a villain, and then it happens again like yeah. 40 episodes down the line like this guy's got to be like what the fuck this is the boy who gets stolen and then he was on tv in chains and a muzzle yeah like right so the reason for these dorms of course is is the leak the main reason for that um it's a secret to the public that the leak is real so they're gonna investigate in private which is good this is more or less the last we hear about a traitor for a while and I think maybe maybe until current in the manga, it's still going on. And I actually found out that like when I said that Horikoshi said that he forgot about this plot line, that is like apocryphal. That's like from some random person made a joke on Tumblr and everyone's like, oh, this is true oh, now. Oh, OK. Some Miyazaki shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Anime was a mistake. <laughs> I mean, yeah. All of them except for like this and Demon Slayer and like Cowboy. I know. Bebop. I know how many. I can feel how many people listening to this. I just made mad by saying that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. That's fine. You, you're alive now and you insulted theater kids last time. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking find me. I dare you. <laughs> They're weak. They have no protein. But yeah, so Aizawa welcomes everyone in. And he's glad that they're all here. But if All Might hadn't retired, he's he's like, I would get rid of all of you except for the ones that passed out and Bakugo. Because fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and because he's like, you guys didn't stop this rescue mission. If if Deku died and you didn't stop him, that's on you for not telling me about it mm -hmm. or stopping him. 
the emotional weight of that scene in the hospital where everyone's kind of arguing is like super well deserved. It wasn't just for drama. It's like, hey, we need to keep reminding you that like not every anime is like this, but there is a this this world will continue if Deku like beefs it, mm -hmm. right? Like this world is persistent and it is a world. Anyway, here's the dorms, says Isel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit so much. She's just like, all right, you kids have fun. And then he leaves. I'm like, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, he's like, all right, anyway, uh, here's here's you're gonna here's the couch that everyone's gonna sit on. And then there's me as a my hero student saying, Will you be sitting there too though? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, don't worry, Jess. You're in this episode <laughs> later. <laughs> True. So Bakugo notices that everyone seems to be a little down after Aizawa's very rousing speech. Um, so he takes Kaminari behind the bushes and makes him go dummy mode to cheer everyone up. He tells Kaminari to show his dumb side and he heads in and basically goes to bed immediately. But this is like a massive Bakugo growth moment. It's huge. Like it's the smallest of interactions that he has here between. And like, I mean, because this only takes up a couple minutes in the mm -hmm. episode and it's like, but still so much is happening in regards to Bakugo as a character here. Yeah. He feels guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he feels guilty. He feels like a connection to these people who he's been working with and, and learning with. It's a lot. It's very good. Very good. Yeah. And, and like he like I said, he knows that he's the reason why everybody's living there now. Mm -hmm. So he's got to, like, do what he can to make it right with everyone. Or at least he wants to. Right. And it's like he would not have done that. In season one, he would have told everybody to kill themselves and then he would go in and like eat dinner and go to bed. Like that's yeah, mm -hmm. he would not have done this before. Love that shit. He he knows that everyone needs to be feeling their best and to be jacked for school and not be sad about moving from home and like almost dying two times in a single week. Genius's teachings are starting to take hold, I think. And I and I really like that where he's like, hey, it's the emotional states of, of things that that heroes are actually saving. Like it's not just. Like you doing a good punch. Sometimes you need to like, you know, show people it's going to be OK, which rules. Yeah. Bakugo is realizing he has a serious PR problem <laughs> and he's, he's yeah. working on it. Yeah. <laughs> then Kirishima decides to use that money to invite everyone to Yakiniku, which is a Japanese like meat grilling type deal where you do it yourself. So it's not just fucking Arby's. He could have kept that money. He spent it on the binoculars, mm -hmm. but like. Because he's Kirishima and he's the best, sweetest little boy in the whole world, he's like, everybody, let's go eat some meat. Yeah. This episode as a whole is very good at showing how close the classes become. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is good considering everything that's happened um, and, and the future of the show. Them like living in the same dorm, being in like close proximity to one mm -hmm. another always. Yeah. I mean, like... In the, in the beginning, you're like, oh, I'm sure this is just going to be Deku and everyone else is going to be in the background. Mm -hmm. And then Bakugo is going to be the bad guy or something, whatever. But then you're like, oh, no, I'm actually having like a lot of thoughts about like Hagakure and Tailman or whatever. Like I'm thinking mm -hmm. about more than just the protagonist. I'm like thinking about how, you know, Cementos is an All Might fan or whatever. Like there's more going on and like all of these people know each other and to some degree like each other which i think is really cool kaminari and jiro uh shipping them just lives in my mind rent free honestly yes yeah <laughs> yeah that tracks yeah. so each each building holds one class uraka's poor ass is gonna fucking die <laughs> she's like everyone <laughs> has their own room and momo's like this is as big as my closet in uraka and at least in the dub is like this is as big as my house 
Yeah. I love her so much. She's great. She's so cute. And I love how, like, neither of them, Momo is not like, oh, the dregs of society. Oh, I'm slumming it. She's just like, oh, shit, my Mm -hmm. bed didn't fit. And Uraka is not like, you rich bitch. She's (laughs) like, holy shit, this place is great. Yeah. Momo is the only valid rich person. (laughs) So everyone unpacks and is just chilling um, when the girls rock up and suggest like a dorm rating contest. Um, Deku is first and basically outright gets called a weeb, which I love. Sure, yeah. They get to his room and they open it up and there's a fucking, there's literally an All Might Funko Pop there, which like suggests that Funko Pops <laughs> exist in this world, which means that after the apocalypse, like of, of quirks happening, like Funko is like, no, no, no. Look at all these heroes. We can totally still yeah, have a business. No. Unfortunately, hell is real here, too. <laughs> uh, hell is real, and it's filled with Funko Pops. When there's no more room in hell, the Funko Pops will walk the earth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Tokoyami doesn't want to show his room, but he's easily overpowered because he's a little twig boy. His room is edgy as hell. His room rules. <laughs> but somebody based on the crow partially would be like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. His his room his room rules. Honestly, I'd be like, yeah, this is dope as fuck. He has a poster that says "Die, Die." I know <laughs> it's so good. I know I am just an annoying Tokiyami stan. I did get a fucking I did get a T-shirt of him the other day. Listen, i i made a so. I made a TikTok about Tokiyami, and it like blew up and so now i'm a fucking anime tiktok person so like yeah i'm right there I with you <laughs> i will just turn to my girlfriend and just say revelry in the dark out of nowhere <laughs> because i'm an idiot that's perfect that's really good <laughs> men are too afraid to moan in their girl's ear i'm up in my girl's ear like <laughs> revelry, revelry in, in the, the dark, dark. That's good. <laughs> jesus christ he has some like middle school energy like kaminari is just like oh i had this necklace in middle school and he's like get out <laughs> <laughs> but he has a sword and deku who is tokiyami's biggest fan other than cam loves it he's like a sword so cool it's so cool over in the corner are his lincoln park cds they were just, yeah, just off screen. Yeah. So Aoyama is next. Fucking when the door opens, he's like, <laughs> this bitch got mirrors on his bed, just sitting on his bed. Oh my God. It's so funny. There's like a, there's like a running joke from this and later seasons. That's like, Aoyama doesn't sleep. Does he? Aoyama just does not sleep. And like this, to me, this is. Have you seen those eyes? Yeah. Exactly. yeah to me, right. this is the first hint of that where it's like, you've got just mirrors sitting on your bed and you just like sit in your room going, man, you fake and shit. Like, I mean, if he closes his eyes, he can't look at himself. Exactly. So. Exactly. Mineta's room gets skipped because no one wants to see it, which I love. Agreed. God, I wish his parents were like, no, he's staying home. <laughs> he's actually dropping out. Because then that way the bad guys could have fucking killed him. Mm-hmm. Ojiro's room is next and he's completely just normal, which I love. Yeah. He does have a little hairbrush for his tail on his table, though, which I really like. Very good. His whole character is based on like a Japanese trope of an extremely normal person, like a like a hilariously unremarkable guy. Like that is like a mm-hmm. like a trope in Japanese um, media. Mm. He's, he's just kind of there, you know, he yells a lot, but who doesn't? <laughs> Ida is next and has like a library and 500 pairs of glasses. And he also introduces his room <laughs> with, you'll find nothing strange in here. <laughs> Which it's like, hey. Very, very normal thing to say. Yeah, it's not a great vibe to start out with. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, just the fact that he has all of those glasses because he anticipates them getting all of them broken in training is hilarious. My specs be bussin', I need to replace them. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember the uh, MTV show Room Raiders? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit! Yeah. Oh, my God. Yo. That was such a, an experience. Yeah, it sure was. Reality shows in this universe, though, like, I really want to see, like, parental control with Inko watching the TV and, like, crying and shit, like... <laughs> next with bakugo my worst fear was like to be on one of those mtv shows i'm like what if i was on room raiders that would be the worst experience of my life i love that you saying it like that implies that you do not choose to go on room raiders (laughs) room raiders happens to you you get your summons in the mail (laughs) that's what i was gonna say that's like i picture like getting like a smash invite like oh well that's oh shit they're gonna pimp my ride (laughs) (laughs) exhibit no may hatsume shows up and pimps your ride (laughs) but it explodes i literally i was like 11 years old and watching this and i was just like what if this happened to me happened (laughs) this is like encroaching on some hamburg lore shit right now fake by the way all of those shows are like not scripted it's just basically (laughs) aspiring actors that are doing really bad improv totally all of those shows Which, like, sorry, sorry to, 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 to ruin anybody's impression of that, but... And in Pimp My Ride, they didn't actually fix the cars. No, like... <laughs> like, here's a fish tank, your transmission's still busted, but... Almost every single one of those people had to sell those cars, too, because yeah. they could not afford the upkeep on them. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, like, going to a used car dealership and then just stumbling upon yeah. one of those? That would be incredible! Yeah. Gosh, is there a GameCube in here? (laughs) You need to tell me this fucker's got ice cream. Oh shit, you got a you got a hot tub and a PS2 with a copy of Kessen in it or whatever. Oh shit. Instead of an engine, there is a toaster, but yes. <laughs> there's a fish tank in the back. Yeah. And instead of gas, it, it uses bread. <laughs> they were a baker, it's fine. Anyway, so that's us talking about MTV after Ida, but Kaminari lives in a fucking Spencer's gifts, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, that, that tracks. Yeah. He's even got like the the like the hat racks, and he's like, look how cool it is. And everyone is like, this is really lame and tacky. He's like, oh, fuck. Come on, man. (laughs) I'm just saying, oh, fuck. (laughs) Love that. Listen, every boy who wears hats like that has to be shamed just a little bit. Just a little bit. Sure. No, I agree with you. Not bullied, but just shamed a little bit. Just bring it down a little bit. Because if you don't, then that's how you get Limp Biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't want Limp Biscuit. (laughs) We are really on it with the early 2000s. Yeah, honestly. Next up is Coda, and he has a bunny. And I zoomed in on this. He just has a framed picture of himself on his desk. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so good i can't tell what his other pictures in his in his room are but he has one that's just him in his like school outfit i think it's just like a promotional photo of him for the anime but they're like i don't know what this fuck is let's put put this over here but he has a bunny and i really like that but i don't trust him what is he using that bunny for he's gathering intel Mm. he's the weak i hate stars above (laughs) the boys are feeling a little judged by this so they decide to get the girls in and on as well everyone except bakugo and sue who are both sleeping Kirishima has a den of manliness and Uraraka loves it because she's a mini battle hero and she trained with Gunhead. So she's like, oh my God, you have like a speed bag in here and shit like that. Like, yeah, that fucking ruled. I love that little moment. That was so so good. good. In Japanese, she's like, oh my God, it's like so hot in here. Like the temperature is like a gym in here. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Kirishima is just like 
the opposite of toxic masculinity. He's just, and, and everybody understands that and appreciates that, which I enjoy. Next up is Shoji, and he has literally just a Japanese mattress and a desk because even though he has more arms than anyone, he's a minimalist, and I'm like... That's very good. Mineta's like, yeah. you got some porn somewhere, don't you? <laughs> and I'm like, go away. <laughs> the English voice for Mineta is the voice actress that does Rei Ayanami in fucking Evangelion. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Holy shit. Which is, <laughs> Holy shit. Which is some range. And actually, the voice actor for Bakugo, who we interviewed, Cliff Chapin, he does Kaudu's voice in Evangelion. So oh. totally both of them playing against type. In in this in different animes, it's totally weird, but it's, it's that's cool. Very interesting. So next up is Saro, and he has like a Southeast Asian vibe in his room. And actually, we see him in street clothes in the credits for season five, and he's wearing a kurta, which is like a typically Indian article of clothing. Mm-hmm. And I was like trying to look up stuff. I was like, where was tape invented or like cellophane? Like, is there some sort of link of just like, oh yes, you know, it was developed in here by mm-hmm. by this you know Southeast Asian guy or whatever to see if there was some sort of link, but it just looks like he's just a fan of fashion and that's cool. as good a reason as any, but I just love that. He's just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm surprising, aren't I? <laughs> or whatever. It's like, yeah, I guess so, man. <laughs> sure. Shoto is next. And it's like, it just looks like his house. Yeah. Mm. He's like, I needed special flooring for my rich little toesy woesies. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I watched that and I was just like, this boy, like he's really flexing the whole God and on a recommendation shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. More than Momo. Momo's like, oh my God, my bed like couldn't fit in. And like Shoto's just like, I changed the floors. <laughs> hard work. <laughs> Do you know who my dad is? <laughs> Papa was here of this. When he said hard work, I fucking lost yeah. it. That was so funny. <laughs> Next up is Sugarman Sato and he has a big baking rig and he's like making a chiffon cake and like. All the girls are jacked about it. Momo is a huge tea fan and um, like wants them to collab on pairings. And speaking of pairings, Sugarman and Create is top tier for me. Like Momo and Sugarman is like, that's good. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just like how he truly did not expect to be like enjoyed. He's like, we could leave if you want to. It's fine or whatever. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, my God, a cake. He's like, we could have it if you want. <laughs> and I love how his shirt is like basically like the arc reactor from um, yeah. Iron Man 2. Like, mm. <laughs> I really like that. Next up are the girls. Um, Jiro has basically like a hole-in-the-wall club scene yeah. scenario, and she has a wall tapestry that says Deep Dope, the name of her favorite band, which is very good. Fuck yeah. She has like a drum set and everything, which like, if you're playing a drum set in dorm rooms, like you're making everybody angry. But you know what? It's Jiro, so I'd probably <laughs> tolerate it because she's probably great at it. Jiro, I think, is like six years away from her DJing phase. Sure, yeah. And, and I and I love that for her. Sure. I truly do. Oh, totally. Shit. Holy fuck. Yeah. I also would not be surprised if her room was soundproofed. Mm. <laughs> Manetta's like, mm, how'd you do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. God damn it. Oh, I want to die thinking about that. <laughs> Next up is Hagakure and it's girly as hell and I love it. Like I, I just love that like she is so stylish and stuff in her her normal fashion that she wears as well as in her room but she's the invisible one mm-hmm. but all she wants to do is stand out it's just a cool little yeah minor character thing it's very yeah. cute it's very very cute Next up is Mina, and her whole brand is power clashing, so pink zebra print for her is very very good yeah <laughs> Uraraka's is pretty bland but I did notice when I was writing this, because I paused it to take note of stuff, she's the only one with a clothes drying rack and a fan uh, near where she'll uh, 
sit and watch TV. That tells me that she's never had AC before because they make a point of saying mm. there's AC. You see it in every room. And she didn't know that there would be like a laundry facility. So she brought yeah. her own fucking laundry shit. She's poor as hell. I'm like, yeah, that's so that's so good. Anybody that hates Uraraka can absolutely go to hell and die. Because that shit yeah. is I the don't best. know how you could hate Uraraka. I think that she is probably the most likable character in the show. Yeah. I think she's the best character in the show, honestly. Mm -hmm. On my TikToks, people are like, well, she wants to get money, so she shouldn't be a hero. I'm like, okay, stain. Absolutely go get fucked. Yeah. All right. Cool. How dare she want to support her family and her own livelihood? Wow. How dare she want to live? How dare the person with the floating quirk want to uplift her family out of poverty? Fucking I, wow. I'm just going to say this and maybe it's maybe it's mean, but I think that is true. And I'm going to say this is like the, the 27 year old who's had lots of jobs. I think that anybody who's giving Uraraka shit has not had a job. <laughs> I think that they are probably young teenagers, like because that is the only person I can imagine would feel that way. Yeah. And once you get into the workforce and once you have to support yourself and once you have like concerns about like your parents and their livelihood and like you realize like how hard just living is, mm -hmm. uh, I think that your mind will be very changed. I think that Uraraka was forced to grow up at a very early age because yeah, of the situation her parents are in. Literally at the at the sports festival, her dad was like, bro, you're in the first year. Chill. You don't have to be a hero yet. <laughs> You don't even mm -hmm. have to do any of this shit for me. Like, I, like, calm down. And that's probably like the best. So I, I am an Uraraka Bakugo shipper. Mm -hmm. I know uh, we exist. <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> there are dozens of us. Uraraka um, go. goes good. I do think that, um, like, how caring her and Deku both are is like definitely a way in which they have a very deep connection with one another mm -hmm. because they they are both like very aware of how other people feel um to a point where it's like a fault yeah like i mean that's why she's so stressed out with school and with like and in, in doing this for her parents because she takes on that burden um and i don't know Araraka is just a really really good character i think that like anybody who who reaches like that level of maturity would feel very differently about her and realize, you know, what she's doing and and kind of her struggle right now. Yeah, it, it it's it's like I get comments where it's just like Uraka has no character development. It's like, give me your anime license. Give me your anime license. I'm cutting it up. No, you can't watch it's it anymore. Revoked. You can't do it. Revoked. <laughs> revoked. But this shit is so, so good for character development. All of these rooms and like these three second little bits of just like, oh, what's in their room? Oh, that would totally make sense. And even if you don't notice a lot of this stuff, your brain notices a lot of this stuff and it puts together of just like, oh, yeah, sugar guy baking. Got it. Cool. You know, I think that's really cool. As stated, Sue is asleep, but Uraraka seems to know that this is not the real situation because she's seen peeking out as everyone leaves. And uh, Momo is last and she has a sleeping beauty ass room that barely <laughs> fits. <laughs> I fucking love it. I do have to say something that I love about Momo's room is that I think that so obviously she's she's very well off extremely well off um but it seems like she doesn't really have a connection to that that's not like really yeah. a part of her identity to her this is just her furniture yeah. mm -hmm. like if she were somebody who like used her money to flaunt the first thing that she would have done was like oh well i need all new things totally like, i need yeah. all new things because this does not fit and like i need to make this the best yeah. but like to her it is just like 
oh no this is just like the furniture i grew up with and i would really like to keep that yeah. and like she so she just fills her room with it she to her it's not about like the status she could make a bed yeah oh yeah she could make a bed for sure like, she refuses to like make money and products that you could just buy to like she just happens to be rich and like when she invites people over to study mm -hmm. like in the second season and everyone's like holy shit there's like a beauty in the beast room and she's she comes in with a little tea cart and is just like would anyone mm -hmm. like gold tips imperial or whatever like <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like she just doesn't she's just like oh this is just the stuff we have oh you don't have it how how droll <laughs> <laughs> but papa was going to take her to venice for break though that was true <laughs> um so everyone votes and Sato wins because every girl voted for him, which is which is like great. Um, Shoto is like, all right, can I can I leave now? And Ida's <laughs> like, make sure you brush your teeth first, <laughs> which I'm like, oh, my God. He absolutely grew up in that kind of household. And he's like taking that class rep role yeah. so seriously. And he's like, I'm the big brother of this place. Everybody needs to brush their teeth because they had chiffon cake. His dad was absolutely the dad that like peeked his head into the room and was like, "Did you leave the light in the bathroom?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Wakes you up at two a.m. just like, "Ada, look at this over here." Tell me, tell me what's wrong with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking, you you really see Deku's scar here from mm -hmm. his fight with muscular. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, that shit is well done. Yeah, it kind of looks like Dobby's skin. It honestly. does. It does because yeah. it, it, it like it's the same it principle. Right. Fucked up. Yeah. Before Shoto can dip, though, Uraraka gathers the rescue team mission and says she needs to show him something. Uh, it's outside. It's Sue, who is, like, really sad. Um, and she says she can't help but say what's on her mind, but she doesn't quite know what to say in this moment. She, like, reminds us of what she said in the hospital, that they would be villains if they went after Bakugo. And she said she hardened her heart and said some painful things. And she wanted to inspire them to trust the pros, just like she was with Selkie, which is why I think that that anime only episode is like so important because yeah. mm -hmm. it taught her the lesson of, oh, I need to trust the system and things will pan out. And so when she sees people that are not trusting the system, she speaks up about that as it's like, hey, just trust the system and everything will pan out. But it didn't work because they still yeah. did it. Mm -hmm. She thought that she stopped them until literally that morning when they showed up at the dorms. And she was like, I didn't feel like I could be allowed to have fun with everyone because I literally the last thing that happened is I called you guys villains and I thought that it, that it worked and you learned a lesson and, you know, not that you should feel super grateful to me, but I thought that, you know, like, oh, Sue is right or whatever. But literally what happened was I called you a villain and you didn't listen to me. And like, that sucks for both sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's hard, too, because it's like, first of all, she's facing the issue with like, wow, my friends like completely disregarded my emotional like mm -hmm. appeal to them. You know, and like that's got to hurt already. And then secondly, the majority of her friends did. So it's like now she feels like an outcast. Now she mm -hmm. feels like the bitch. You know what I mean? Because she's the one who tried. And like everybody's been in that situation where it's like you have a group of your friends who like do something without you or who who like this. You know what I mean? She, she feels like she got left out of the new group chat that has everybody but her. <laughs> like that's right. Yeah. Yes. It's like she she turned down the one like like the bad idea. I was like, no, I don't feel super comfy doing that. I think we all should not do that. And then she found out they made a group chat without her mm -hmm. and they did it. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine this show without that anime only episode with Selkie and stuff like that, because it's so mm -hmm. integral to you carrying about sue and it makes this like arc super important which i i really like 
She's like, but sit, sitting out made me super sad because everyone was having fun and I missed my friends. And I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk and clear the air and try to get things back to normal. And I think that's something that's interesting to consider is that during this part when they're doing the room stuff, Bakugo and Sue are the ones who are missing. And we find out Sue is missing because she's extremely upset. Like she doesn't feel like she can be a part of what's going on, which I think mm -hmm. automatically makes you think about like, OK, well, what is Bakugo actually doing right now? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like we've seen t earlier today, he feels guilty. He is trying to make his class happy. And at this point, it feels like he is removing himself from it because he feels like he is just bringing shit down or he is just like mm -hmm. a nuisance to mm -hmm. them or they don't want to be around him. And so he's like, you know, what? I'm just going to be by myself. Yeah. I don't think we ever see what his room looks like. No. Like he's constantly going to bed early and stuff to, to like be better at class and stuff. But like in this instance, I, I think you're absolutely right. But yeah, so this is why they did the room competition is like, hey, everybody, let's all be friends again. Sort of a situation. Urok is like, all right, let's all work hard to get things back to normal and laugh together. Everyone apologizes to Sue and re resolves to get things on track. It's fucking. Yeah. Seeing Sue cry made me very, very sad. Yes. That shit. That shit hurted. You know, there are certain people who like when they cry it just hurts more yes, yes. absolutely and like like in in real life too like my for me it's like of course I, i'm the oldest of you know five like i'm the oldest of five and like of course it's sad when i see any of my sisters cry but my youngest sister not even because she is youngest but just because of the way in which she cries when i see her cry it shatters my heart into a million pieces mm -hmm. because it is just so sad she's like one of those quiet you know what i mean yeah. and like when i see sue it reminded me of her and like it just breaks my heart but yeah i i love these like emotional resets it's like the show is so much about the mental state and the relationships of the kids and not just like their abilities to do a big punch and in fact their abilities only grow as a result of them working together speaking of which episode 52 create those ultimate moves yeah bitch Ooh. new intro new intro new intro new intro New intro. New, 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 new intro. Cam does it slap. That's fine. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because I can't say it slaps anymore. So I sent this in the uh, I sent this in the group chat whenever I was watching it. The song is good. Like all the songs are good. But holy shit, is there a lot of fucking visual storytelling in this bitch? Like, yeah. good God. Yeah, I think the literal thing that you sent us was like slaps hood of new OP. This bad boy can fit so much visual storytelling. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I didn't even really think about until you said that. And now I'm watching it, like, super closely. And I'm like, ah, stars above with a lot of the stuff that I know <laughs> is coming up. Um, we see new characters, activity-based shit. Fuck it. We look at Bakugo and Deku's relationship um, as they're, like, undergoing this new step and stuff. Like, we've had arcs in the past where, like, everyone is there. But it's cool to have a bigger chunk of the story not center around just Deku doing something. We're going to get some episodes and, like, parts of episodes that explicitly are not about Deku. And that is a sign mm -hmm. of like a strong ensemble cast where it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's great. What's Jiro doing today? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. I don't like how they fuck with the brightness in the OPs in My Hero. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. They make things, they do that to make whatever the next shot is look brighter. And I just feel mm -hmm. like just, just don't do that. It's more distracting mm -hmm. than anything. Mm -hmm. When they, it feels like they're fucking with like the alpha of the the picture or something like that. They they do it in the show too. They, yeah, like during combat stuff. Like there will be times when it just gets like 
darker and it's not even darker as in just like the blacks are, are dark you yeah. know what i mean like the contrast is up it like straight up just looks like somebody turned down the brightness yeah. to the point where it's like almost kind of grayish you know what yeah. i mean uh, and then that is like an another one of my big like complaints about it is just like why are you this is not anything and actually i, I think yeah, in season five yeah. they stopped doing that because i haven't seen them do that so far i also have i i noticed the same thing <laughs> i did not because <laughs> i'm not there what? yet <laughs> deku wakes up in the dorms and I, I i love this shit it's like super fucking cute everyone's like breakfast and like hanging out and kirishima doesn't have his hair gelled up so he's got a hairband on in the morning yeah. and shit like just seeing everybody just like all right let's let's just do this shit i guess mm -hmm. like okay can hagakure see herself Hmm. Do you think? Hmm. Like when she reaches for a can, a nice refreshing can of Mountain Dew Major Melon, <laughs> does she like, does she like miss because she can't see her own hmm. hand? You know, sort of like when you get numbed at a dentist's office or whatever and you're just like, hey, blah, blah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would think that at this point she has like, I don't know. I mean, I guess the whole thing feels kind of like a phantom limb type yeah. situation where, but she's like gained awareness of where it would be be right um but like i feel really bad for her during puberty and like growing up mm, because yeah. that shit yeah she it, probably fell down some hella stairs dude <laughs> yep. yeah i mean like you can close your eyes and still like know where things are so like i imagine maybe it's something sort of similar to that like you are mm -hmm. kind of aware of you know your bodily autonomy right mm -hmm. but i don't know i've never actually really thought about that i didn't either until i was making these notes i was like huh. wait a minute <laughs> next aizawa reminds us about the provisional license exam tells us all of what it's about and tells us about the exam only half of the kids are going to pass which is why we need to make ultimate moves um, and that's why Midnight, Cementos, and Ectoplasm are here to help them come up with ultimate moves, moves that ensure victory and are wholly their own, um, while also serving as like branding for your career and familiarity when you get out working with other pros. You need to be able to hear um, Bakugo say how it's their impact and know to get out of the fucking way or how to like compliment that or whatever it's going to be. This really contextualizes the like anime thing of attack callouts. Yeah. And gives us a great way to like reintroduce all of the kids' quirks and update costumes and adjust power scale. It's like so clean of narrative design and it's so clever and, and compact and good. I love it so much. Can we talk about how good anime move callouts are? Yeah. So this good. is something. Whenever <laughs> I first started watching anime, it was a thing that I thought was so silly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like very like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like I, I thought it was very silly, but then I started watching more and I was like, it's kind of lit. Yeah. It's kind of good. Yeah. And I watch, you know what show I think does it the best? Demon Slayer. I was just going to say, it's probably it's, Demon Slayer. It's Demon Slayer. Okay, fine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, Demon Slayer is so the combat. Total concentration, breathing water, breathing first form. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> the forms are so, and then like you start to realize what the forms are. I'm sorry to everyone who has not seen Demon Slayer, but this is my like endorsement. The movie just came out and Jess and I watched it like last yeah. weekend or whatever. So like get used to it. Oh boy. Yeah, no, it's just like, I like watching this, like making their moves and then like Demon Slayer with like all the different forms and like training to master those and like what you, like in each form is consistently like the same thing like either, like the whirlpool or like the the uppercut water wheel and like waterfall yeah, basin yeah. and stuff like that and then you get like the when it makes it super hype when the improvised forms come out and it's just like he made a mm. tiger out of fire mm. ain't a ain't a ain't water wheel that country song <laughs> you can't oh rock God. me mama like a water wheel <laughs> fuck 
Nice joke. They did that in Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. too, which I always thought was hilarious, because, like, that shit's not on those cards, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, you're making that shit up. <laughs> like, they made a lot of shit up in that show. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! really sold you on a cooler game than it actually ended up being. You're right. It really did. Yeah. It really did. <laughs> I say this as somebody who really kind of enjoys playing that game. Oh, and me too. I'm just, but just, like, Celtic Guardian isn't a good card. No, but <laughs> Karibo ain't shit, my dude. No, like, like dude. No, fucking a, f- a 1400 attack monster. Anyway, fuck. Okay, so. <laughs> I, mi- I miss Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh reminds me of when I first came back to the United States after I lived in England, like growing mm. up. And I, in England, they did not have Yu-Gi-Oh. And then I came back and I was just like, what is this? <laughs> they call it a Royale with Kaiba. I, I thought it was the coolest shit in the entire world. Like I put it on like TV and like I remember watching Pokemon and then like that shit came on and I was like, who is he yeah. to like oh, shit, this is goth Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh the the whole point of that tangent was just I used to think it was cheesy, and we talked at the beginning of the show about how like stick with it, even if you think it's cheesy, because it converts you. And this is my mm-hmm. example of how this shit converts you. I now love this. So um, I I think I have always loved that shit. I was just gonna say that about you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like honestly, like that's my favorite shit in the world, is when they're just like <laughs> I'm going to do a dope thing. Here's what it's called. <laughs> so they know. Can you imagine in, in real life if I did that sort of shit? Can you imagine how boring Dragon Ball Z would be if he did not say Kamehameha? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That'd just be like, all right, cool. What the fuck are you doing? Like, that's just a Hadoken, my dude. Yeah. Nate, you said imagine, and like immediately my mind jumps to like the kids in anime club in middle school who did do that. Yeah. So you don't even have to imagine. <laughs> Fuck off. I've got the power of God in anime on my side. <laughs> I remember there was a girl in one of my classes who like wrote in dragon and spoke dragon. So <gasps> kids that we knew in high school that thought that they were dragons. Oh, boy. <laughs> or wolves. y'all. Y'all had one of those, too, then. Welcome to the new podcast called Imagine Dragons. Oh my god. Imagine Dragons is a good name. I hate this show. (laughs) Anyway. I hate you so much. Jess is dead now. Oh my god. If you had a kid that thought they were I'm not I'm not like saying that they're stupid or or whatever, but like Sometimes you got a kid in school that thinks they're a dragon. It's like everybody knows a horse girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. Except exactly. Yeah. Except for this time, it was a kid named Lord Felicith Cordell is what he told us that he was called. He wore a cloak every day to work or to work to school. <laughs> and that shit was crazy. I'm honestly just like surprised right now that y'all had a dragon kid at your school, too. <laughs> dragon tails. <laughs> every, everybody had a dragon kid. Also wolf kids. Yeah. Wolf kids. Like, okay, that's that's the that's the question of the day for this. If you if you had a kid like that, definitely get at us in the discord or Mm. tweet at us. Um, Or if you were the dragon kid, um, you get a prize. We want to bring you on for an interview. (laughs) I feel like the Venn diagram of kids who thought they were wolves and kids who are really into the Joker is a circle. Oh, no, we can't keep talking about this. (laughs) Welcome to the big tangent. Everyone suits up and meets in Jim Gamma, a.k.a. the Training Dining Land, or TDL, which also stands for Tokyo Disneyland. (laughs) 
in Japanese, Deku is like, wouldn't that make a certain mouse mad at us? <laughs> Which I really... That rules. <laughs> and just now as I type this, I have in my notes, I'm realizing that the gag that Nezu is a mouse and all of the training things are named after Disney things and his face is on all of those things. He's just... Oh, that's very funny. It's just Disney, so he's literally Mickey Mouse. And I said, fuck, he's not the traitor anymore. Give him a keyblade. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, you ask where the source of his quirk is, and he points down. He's like, Disney. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, I had no idea where you were going with that. Me neither, don't worry. So <laughs> the upcoming exam for the provisional licenses is going to judge all aspects of hero work. So these moves don't need to be an attack. Like Ida's is like recipro burst and he can run really quick and he can use it for a bunch of stuff, which like, he's like, oh my God, I already have one, my Lord. Like, it's so adorable. <laughs> um, and so for the next 10 days in class, the kids are going to train and come up with new moves. And Deku is like, um, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, you're so stupid, dude. You study every hero and you can't think up what you can do with your power. It takes them far too long for what he discovers. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody gets an ectoplasm to spar with, and I love that they're able to roast the kids about shit um, that the audience mm -hmm. can't pick up on because we aren't physically there. There's a combination of showing and telling that is so great. Like when Ojiro eats absolute shit against Ecto Cooler. Why did I write that? Instead <laughs> of ectoplasm, Ecto Cooler. <laughs> ectoplasm is like, your movements say, here comes my tail, and it's easy to predict. Like, we believe him saying that because of how handily Ojiro totally ate shit and, like, ectoplasm is a pro. So when he tells him your movements are too predictable, you internalize that shit and then you know that he has stuff to work on and that he's not just, a, a like, a like a badass. It's like fucking some Ikea-ass elegant design. I fucking love that shit. Mina does an acid Hadouken, but is told to make it more shooty, which I love. She has, like, that fucking low-T weak stream when she does it with her hands. Like, it's horrible. Oh, it's so funny. Momo is told to create multiple things at the same time. Uh, Deku has no idea what an ultimate move would be for him, even though he already literally has, like, 15. He had a Detroit, Delaware fucking drive, diners, drive-ins, and dash smash, but, like... Flavortown. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. what's, what's, like, a good... What's a good one for that? Flavortown smash is probably pretty good. I like that yeah. a lot. Honestly, you could probably just look through all of the fucking... There's a Guy Fieri restaurant, like, on DoorDash <laughs> for me. Um, and I could probably just go through the menu. That'd be a fun bonus episode thing. I'm going donkey sauce. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, on there. So <laughs> welcome, welcome to going donkey sauce. Um, oh, no. So All Might is here because he didn't have anything else to do today. <laughs> Mood, honestly. Yes, I relate. Yeah. It must be wild for him to like restructure what his life is even is day to day now that he like isn't trying to hide who he is or punch all day like it's just like well guess i'll finally get caught up on golden girls or whatever like what the fuck is he gonna do man i'm gonna watch my hero academia i've heard that's a good show so he starts watching the kids and bakugo takes an ectoplasm out and says mine died give me another <laughs> i i love that like all might goes to all of the kids and gives them a little advice and it shows like everybody has room to grow but then also it's showing you it's upgrading the kids as it's telling you that they're not perfect yet like in dragon ball z when goku goes super saiyan for the first time you're like oh my god he's unstoppable or whatever but with this it's just mm. like hey jiro you should try to do this and it's like okay cool i will mm. no one is fully formed yet love that shit the shot of like basically teaching for dummies in his back pocket's really fucking funny <laughs> i i love that 
a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, Cause he's, he's, he's trying. Yeah, no, he, like, he he's, absolutely he's not just is. showing up and calling them zygotes and like imitating yeah. teachers that he's had. He's reading a book. Like this is the first time in his life he's had to try. Yeah, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Denki wanted a lightning sword, which I love. Yeah, fuck yeah. I want him to get one. Next time he has like a costume revision, I want him to have a fucking lightning sword, dude. Sincerely want that for mm. him just because <laughs> I want to see that. All Might comes up to Deku and is like, stop trying to be me if you want to progress. It's your power, not mine. And like, Deku, hey, take your own advice. Yeah. Like you got f- you got flummoxed by this and you told Shoto, like, it's your power, not his. It's like, internalize that. That's you. And All Might goes up to Kirishima and is like, try to be a bulldozer and don't go for small tricks. Be a spear and a shield at the same time. The shit that he's telling everybody, mm. it's all important. Like, that, it's so good. was like, what happened to make him like this? And it's like, the book in his pocket is even <laughs> dummies can teach, which is so yeah. good. <laughs> So it shows that All Might has room for improvement, too. He just can't, like, laugh and say platitudes. He needs to educate, not just Deku, but mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, in his own way, he's trying to build a society where everyone is a hero that's as capable as All Might, which is the thing that's going to get them out of trouble, hopefully. But yeah, so Deku heads to the workshop to ask Power Loader about his costume and to get advice. He says he, he's like, to himself, he's like, I can't just catch up to everybody. I need to be at the top, which is like, hey, you're learning from Bakugo there. Like, you can't just be pretty good you got to be the mm-hmm. best just then hatsume or may hatsume literally explodes onto the scene and we get uh uraraka being jelly again even though may is absolutely like ace and aero representation and just wants to build robots which is absolutely relatable yeah <laughs> she doesn't even remember their names <laughs> even though she clowned it she's like ah, i don't yeah. remember any of you actually <laughs> the ultimate flex exactly i don't even know you fucking losers power loader explains that like costumes are super seriously taken in this world and they take a lot of thought and paperwork for big things um, and he has authority to do things like tweaks sort of like how there's a provisional license for the kids to do hero work there's the same kind of thing for hero costumes like snipe has a gun you can't just yeah sure that like you can't just be like have a gun dude (laughs) it's great fine right big things take like three days from top places so uh how did the villains get theirs in one day (laughs) stars below (laughs) um Hatsume feels up Deku and um, gives him a robo suit that almost kills him, which is very good. He twists his spine all the way off like he's a fucking Coke bottle. Um, then she tells Ida to use his arms if he can't use his legs. May is a lot like Deku where she like overdoes it, but she's a good kid and like an aspiring hero industry worker. She's not afraid to fail and she tries more and so she succeeds more. And Deku's like, wait a minute, I've been breaking my arms this whole time, but I've been forgetting I can break my legs, too. <laughs> you can, bud. I love the fact that it took literally uh, 51 episodes for Deku to realize that he could kick. I have legs. Yeah. Well, it's like he's, re- he's he has his like hands on his head and like the background is like shattering behind him as he's having this <laughs> breakthrough that like I can do kicks. Wow. Back at the training dining land, everyone is progressing and getting new gear. There's a, there's a shot of May telling Kaminari no, and I assume that that's her telling him she won't make him a fucking sword, which is <laughs> which is really good. I like there's just that that quick little shot of her looking at him and going no. <laughs> <laughs> Sue can go invisible a little bit, which is cool. She's got more frog mm. shit going on. Mineta is building things with his balls. <laughs> 
Sato <laughs> Sato is eating a lot of sugar so that he doesn't go dummy mode because that's kind of like Kaminari what he does. He gets like he gets like a sugar crash basically. Mm-hmm. And Tokiyami's having some revelry in the dark. Four days later, and this is not Mineta's revelry in the dark, by the way. Four days later, Deku is met by Mineta in the hall, and he calls his costume lame, which is like, bro, you're wearing a diaper. (laughs) Stop it. You're wearing a diaper, and you named yourself, what, like fucking grape juice or something, Grape juice, yep. Uh, Yeah. mm, Hey, bud, you're bad. You're horrible. (laughs) Your character design's bad. (laughs) I want to see what his parents look like anyway. I don't. (laughs) Deku is like, no, my mom made this first one, and so I want to keep the base, um, even though he rarely uses his mask for the entire first year of school. It's just sitting there. Um, And he uses it more recently in the manga, but it's like, until then, I was like, bro, get rid of that. Why do you have that on you? You never use it, Mm -hmm. but it's fine. Um, So Tokiyami's got a new move where Dark Shadow covers him. It kind of happened at the camp when he went wild, um, but this time it's under control. And this helps him with his strength problem. He calls it Black Abyssal Body. And Midnight is like, that's not a good name, bud. (laughs) 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 Which is great. Um, So Bakugo has a new move called AP Shot that's more of like a bullet or like a beam than a bomb. Um, This knocks some rubble loose and falls to, to All Might and Deku jumps in. And All Might remembers everything that's led up to now and how Deku was a wimp deluxe when he met him. But now he thinks to rush in and save somebody only now he does it with confidence uh, that he won't turn into Lincoln Logs when he fucking punches one time. And like All Might's smile, knowing that he was saved by Deku just then is like so good. And like Aizawa gets his like his like raps ready. It's like, what are you going to do? Those are rocks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you <can't>. right. <laughs> you got you got a infinity scarf, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so Deku kicks the rock apart and thinking about how he needed to stop focusing on All Might's style and work on his own. Seems that it seems like super obvious, but I don't know. Cam, did you ever think that he would switch his style up? Oh, no, not at all. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, OK, yeah. Like whenever he realized, oh, I could just kick instead. I literally was like, oh, he could just kick instead. <laughs> yeah, no shit. What the fuck? Like, I'm an idiot. OK. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought about that. I was like, I'm going to I want to ask Cam, like, do you did you think he would ever not going punch? with the fucking ADHD parallels? That's a fucking move. <laughs> Oh, wait, if I take the trash out, the trash isn't in my house anymore. Exactly. (laughs) I cleaned my apartment the other day and I was just like, wow, it looks better in here. What happened? Yeah, no, it's that's that is hilarious, equally hilarious and super relatable. (laughs) Yeah, he has iron boots for costume gamma and his new technique shoot style. Ready to take on that water temple. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> god damn it new ending it's the worst one <laughs> the song's pretty good yeah, though. It's, it's this fine. is the this is in the credits for the movie as that we watched as well it's fine it's just it's just that anime thing of like a guy wa- running towards the camera and yeah. then he meets everyone on the beach and that's it there's nothing mm-hmm. we get it we know they're his friends you don't have to keep saying it <laughs> episode 53 the test bakugo tells all might to watch out for himself and this sort of makes him realize damn i'm like i'm like a little skeleton man now huh like people gotta watch out for my safety instead of watching out for me to come and save them. We see like a really quick update of everyone's gear, but before we can really see much, Vlad King and Class B are here to train. Monoma's costume is hilarious. He looks like an evil butler. Uh, I I hate him, but I love him at the same time because his quirk is to copy other people's quirks, right? And so like he 
can't like really plan for that. And he's like, I'll just have something simple, like a fucking three piece suit yeah. with coattails on God. it. I'll be the penguin. Cool. He looks like every just fucking comic relief character in any JRPG. Yes. Like he is, he is absolutely like the person that keeps getting in your way that you just keep beating the shit out of. But they just <laughs> keep showing up. He's Gary. Yeah, he truly is. So the exams take place twice a year in three different locations around the country. And 1A and 1B are going to be at different places to uh, limit inner school competition, which is good. Sarah realizes, oh, shit, it's not just going to be us at this exam, huh? It's any school in the country. And it's like, yeah, bud. <laughs> Aizawa chimes in that says, like, very few first years are going to be here. So you're going to have to work harder comparatively to everyone else. Um this is like the sports fest in what it consists of is a surprise as to like, so that it can fairly assess the kids so that they can't like prepare for like, Oh yeah, it's robots or whatever. Mm -hmm. That night at the dorms, the gal pals are talking about things. Momo has an idea for an ultimate move, but says that her body can't quite do it yet. And, but when she is able to do that in the future, shit rules. Sue has her hair up and it cured my depression. Um, she also, <laughs> right. she yeah. also has a new move that'll surprise even Hagakure, which you got to think that's her invisibility thing. They ask Uraraka how she's doing, and she's basically just still crushing on Deku. The girls give her a hard time about this. This is another like instance of Uraraka being like, I can't have hero school just be who am I going to date? Like, I'm going to hero school to help my mm -hmm. family. I can't, like, this isn't me looking for a partner. Still, this this dumb kicking idiot i like him a lot <laughs> but yeah so next the kids are arriving at dagobah arena for the exam dagobah like must be like a fake town because that's also what the beach is called too like mm, just yeah. a while ago mm -hmm. um the the mall that they go to at the end of season two in the in the manga is called wookies which is very good good, good. <laughs> Mineta stresses out stresses out about if he's gonna pass and aizawa encourages him and honestly the days of Mineta being like overtly annoying are are kind of done he chills out a little bit, and Aizawa pushes him to be a better dude. So I want to give him credit where it's due. But like we said before, I'd still fucking kill him, though. <laughs> the kids do uh, a plus ultra chant, but are, like, unexpectedly joined in by someone else, which is, uh, his name is Inasa from Shiketsu High. His classmates reprimand him, and they're all wearing, like, weird militaristic outfits, which is interesting. So then to apologize, he bows so hard that he slams his head on the ground and he shocks the UA kids. And as stated, he's from Shiketsu High, which is basically UA for the Western part of Japan. Mm -hmm. They are, a, they're a huge fucking deal. Um, and we'll get a lot more information on them as time goes on. Inasa loves UA and apologizes again for ruining the moment as his head starts to bleed. Um, and his classmate takes note that he's bleeding as if she's never seen blood before. She's like, whoa, blood. <laughs> and they get called to uh, enter the arena by their other classmates. Aizawa recognizes Inasa from the entrance exam and says like, yeah, he got in on recommendations, but he turned it down after the exam, even though he placed first above Shoto. It's a pretty huge surprise for especially Deku. And he's a first year just like them. So he's out to prove something. Um, and more than that, him and Shoto were in the same thing and he beat him. So like... Like, I'm sure he's like, oh, shit, this fucking this fucking Joker's back. Aizawa says that, like, Inasa is the real thing before he's interrupted by one of the best characters in the show. Jessica Howard. <laughs> Jessica Howard. <laughs> Ms. Joke, <laughs> a.k.a. the smile hero. I said she's, she totally loves Aizawa and her quirk is to make people laugh. So she's literally just Jess <laughs> that we're dealing that's with true. here. Yeah. So that's um, 
I love this. I love it a lot. She's she's so good. I love Ms. Joke so she's much. Fucking awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> she says that her and Aizawa's agencies were close together for a time and they work together a lot because of that. And she says that they were in love and he doesn't agree with she's that. Just like not um, not at all. No. <laughs> but she teases him about that. I think she's right though. He's got a heart of gold. I yeah. know. I know. I, th- I think it's interesting that like all of Aizawa's friends are like loud or lewd yeah. jokers or something like that or like like his friends are present mike the like bdsm hero and this clown with a do-rag on like are you kidding <laughs> no you know that he like he loves it yeah absolutely yeah, he's just a dark he, loner he loves yeah it. he's 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 just that he's just that part of the mm. the group additionally i did point out that ms joke was somebody in the sports festival that spoke up about it being unfair that shinso wasn't allowed to be in the hero course that's probably because she dealt with the same thing because her quirk is to disrupt criminal activity with her voice and mm-hmm. it's not a strength thing. She doesn't shoot a beam of light out of her forehead or whatever. Like, So her saying like, hey, that it sucks that they didn't let Shinzo be a hero. It's because she fucking probably faced all the same shit. Mm-hmm. But she has her own agency. She's an effective hero. Her whole her gear is like heavy things on her hands to just punch people really, really hard, which I think is great. Love that. So since Joke is here, that means that the whole school uh, that she teaches is here too, which is Ketsubutsu Academy. They are second years and they aren't a wildly important school. They're just like a normal school in the My Hero world. Fella named Yoshindo comes forward and basically looks like a time skip Deku, which is wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with brown hair instead, right? Mm-hmm. He's super friendly with everyone, um, but they can kind of see through it. He wants to put them at ease before like trying to wreck their shit. Bakugo is like, I know what you're doing. Fuck off, dude. Mm-hmm. Joke seems to think that Aizawa is keeping something from the kids as they enter the arena. Then in a crowded room, they're greeted by the sleepiest man in the world named Mera from the Hero Public Safety Commission. Um, we don't learn his quirk. We don't learn a thing about him. And all we know is that he's part of the people that make all the rules. He's so fucking tired. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He puts Aizawa to yeah. shame, which yeah. is truly miraculous, <laughs> oh my <God>. honestly. <laughs> yeah, and from a narrative standpoint, I said that, honestly, I have way too much of a headache from my second vaccination to go into how this is a great metaphor for how tired the hero system is, but just, mm-hmm. just put that in your head that that's, that's a thing. Mm, stars above. <laughs> um, so 1,540 students are here, and not many of them are going to pass. Before they were told that half of the kids would pass, but in reality, it's less than 10%. It's 100 kids total. The reasoning here is that society needs the best and brightest, no slack, no fat, no guff. Like, just we need people that give a shit and not people that are here for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. The first test is to eliminate two other students by hitting targets on their body. They don't need to do all three, just the last one. So they need to be quick and fierce, which is cool. Speaking of being quick and fierce, the fucking room opens up to reveal the contents of the arena, which is basically the a bigger USJ, right? Tons of different, different environments that people can choose what they prefer mara says hurry up and win so i can go home and sleep which is like super relatable (laughs) back with aizawa and joke in the stands joke says he has his fly down can't blame her for looking um (laughs) aizawa is so annoyed by her but honestly like i said like he's drawn to people that are loud basically i feel like Mm -hmm. i think he kind of secretly or at least doesn't let on that he really kind of does like attention it's just that he doesn't necessarily need it he's a cat yeah like he totally. loves cats and yeah. he's, he mm-hmm. is a cat like character 
something that I thought that I read and I thought was really cool is some people have drawn a parallel between Aizawa and Batman and Miss Joke and Joker. Mm, yeah. And like that relationship where yeah. it's like kind of intense. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So especially because like just the color palettes, very, very similar. Um, she's garish. Like her, her outfit is garish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody knows Batman's a little bit gay for Joker. Oh, exactly. 100%. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Heath Ledger? Come on. Like, <laughs> exactly. Let's live in a society together, Joke. Oh, okay. All right. Please move on. So Joke says that it's rare for him to have all 20 kids in school by now. And it's only been like four months. So it's like, oh, so she's like, you re- you must really like them. But if he really liked them, he would have uh, prepared them better for the fact that UA is a giant target at these things. It tends to get their ass handed to them. I do love the idea that UA is such a target, though, because like, let's be real if you were i don't know if if you're someone going to community college and you get the chance to beat the shit out of some harvard kids like oh yeah hell yeah you would do it everybody would equivalent of like beat bobby flay or something you're like i know what bobby flay can do i can beat his ass (laughs) yeah right yeah no it, it makes perfect sense yeah everybody knows their strengths and weaknesses they were on the fucking olympics on tv dude like they are the olympics like yeah yeah so kids are like demonstrating what they've learned with new attacks and stuff. And Aizawa's like, it doesn't matter what the odds are. It doesn't matter who's <laughs> against them. This is preparing them for a cruel world where villains will always know what's up as far as their powers are concerned. And they don't know the other way around. Aizawa's a good teacher. Dude. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. Yeah. Honestly. I made the connection while I was writing this this morning that like, this is, it's starting to make sense to me a lot why Eraserhead doesn't like the spotlight, right? Like, mm-hmm. He doesn't want the villains to know where he is, what he's doing, like who he is, like going to attack or whatever. Like he needs to be kind of relatively unknown for him to be Mm -hmm. effective because he doesn't have he's not strong. Yeah. Deku didn't even remember who he was at the beginning of the series. Like and that's saying something. So it's really cool that he's like, no, I stay out of the spotlight because I don't want people to be like, oh, that's a racer head when he blinks he erases your quirk and he has a time limit and you know, all of the rules, the right. like Jujutsu Kaisen like lists of rules that everybody has, but it's not enough for just most of the kids to make it. They need to work together so that they can all make it out. And um, just like a real villain attack, right? Like if you don't work as a unit, doesn't matter how strong you are. You're not going to pass here. Mm-hmm. Episode 54 Shiketsu high lurking, which is a great name back with the kids against uh, Ketsu Butsu. They are against a dude that can stiffen non-living objects and a dude that can basically lock onto a target um, and always hit it. He throws him underground. That was sick as fuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fuck, man. Mm -hmm. Like, all of the shit in this episode is hype as fuck. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That's, like, one of the best things about My Hero... like and we've talked about this a million times like the attention to detail and characters that are not the main characters Mm -hmm. um but it's like even for those of you who are current and who are watching season five right now without going into any detail because i obviously don't want to ruin things for people who aren't yeah um (laughs) like it's so engaging and fun watching other classes fight especially because you have no idea what they can do and so like this is like one of the first times that you see that and like you see it like in season five it's kind of happening right now and the shit is so much fun yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely like fucking it's it's just like you would basically like i don't know fucking pick somebody who has never seen like dragon ball z before and be like all right Mm -hmm. this is the cell games have fun kid and then just like drop them in right there 
Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Speaking of shit that fucking rules, Jiro shows up with her new gear on her hands to bust up the rock with an attack called Heartbeat Distortion, which fucking... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Mina uses an acid veil and protects Mineta and credit where credit's due. He doesn't say something stupid and he just tells her good work. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tokoyami uses Black Ankh, the move that was called Black Abyssal Body before. Deku's like, that's a way cooler name and it's very, very cool. <laughs> I think I think in the dub it's just called like Black Abyss or mm. something like that. Yeah. Mm. Which is mm. still a cool name. Yeah. I love that Deku just genuinely thinks that Tokiyami is cool. Because he <laughs> is. It's like the same way that like, I don't know, like the way that you think like people who who like weren't on Facebook in college are cool. It's just like, oh man, you're like, you're so yeah, much Tokiyami's like, I don't have a Facebook. And you're like, wow. <laughs> I don't, I don't do social media. Like, oh. I prefer revelry in the dark. So yeah. fucking jealous. <laughs> Tokiyami goes after a girl, but her quirk is that she can basically take any part of her body inside of itself. Um, her hero name will eventually be Turtleneck, and that sucks, and I love it. That's that's good, <laughs> yeah. All of these people are going to show up later, by the way. Like, the Ketsubutsu people showed up as recently as a month ago in the manga in what will probably be season seven. So, like, these people are going to come around again, and you're going to be like, oh, Boomerang Guy, or whatever, you know? Joke basically says what I just said, like, hey, we're characters, too. Like, we're characters in our own stories, too, and if you act like you're the star of the show then honey, you've got a big earthquake coming. <laughs> um, uh, Shindo uses his quirk to bust up the earth beneath UA. He's like basically like a destructive version of Shoto, which I like, where it's just like, I can do big sweeping things, but I'm kind of weak after that. Mm -hmm. We cut to the wind guy who is making like a ton of balls fly around him. Mm -hmm. And he makes it go towards a huge group of people, including a girl dressed like Woody from Toy Story. I saw that. Saw that. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't skip past that. That was weird. Yeah. So good. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. <laughs> so the earthquake separated the UA kids, and it looks like Deku's like all by himself. He thinks about how strong everybody is, so much so that he doesn't notice the person right in front of him that tags him on one of his uh, targets. It's a girl. It's the girl from Shiketsu that commented on blood earlier. Um, she really seems to like Deku and wants to probe him for info for some reason. They have like a bit of a like a conflict, a little bit of a dust up, but Deku keeps losing track of her because she's like sneaky as hell and keeps hiding like almost like she's like a chameleon or something. She tackles Deku and he's honestly impressed with her skills, which is like hilarious. He gets tackled. He's like, so this is the power of Shiketsu. It's like <laughs> he's he's impressed with her skills. Uh -huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. So she's like pretty flattered by him asking about it. And and um, she further demonstrates that she's a little bit more than friendly towards him and a little bit interested in him. She asks him why he wants to be a hero, but before they can really talk, Ketsubutsu shows up and messes them messes them all up and separates him again. But Uraraka is here and tells Deku to join her where she's at, but she falls over and Deku thinks about how his hesitation before to save somebody literally led to All Might's retirement. So he's like, I can't, I can't afford to think anymore, which is what we have been saying is his hurdle the entire time, right? Mm -hmm. And so he says, this is why I've been training my legs. I need to be quicker and be able to like move um, with less hesitation, which is which is great. I love that. He catches Uraraka as the 30th person passes. She apologizes for beefing it and looks lovingly at Deku as she curiously starts to reach out a ball to tag Deku. And come to think of it, if this is Uraraka, 
How come she didn't float earlier, right? Mm. So it looks like mm. so it looks like Deku thought about this as soon as it happened because he suspected her from the jump as being from Shiketsu. He saved her because he knew she wasn't Uraraka from not floating, and he and that she couldn't save herself. Whoever this is, if their quirk is that she can turn into other people, it's unlikely that she'd be able to use that person's quirk as well, which is interesting. It's also interesting that whoever is doing this knows that Deku has a soft spot for Uraraka. Yeah, we don't know how her quirk works, right? So it's like, she she definitely did the right thing. Mm. But yeah, so Uraraka's face fucking melts off of her face. Yeah, what the mm. fuck? It's, it's that Shiketsu gal. <laughs> but this time she's like naked or in a bodysuit thing. Oops. So she seems interested in why Deku saved her. She's like, would you just save anyone? Anyone at all? Mm. Even if they're bad? Where's the boundary? Like, who wouldn't you save? Then she jumps in to swipe at him and she scratches his face and actually draws a little bit of blood too. Um, but before he can answer her, Sarah jumps in and asks, what is going on, bud? <laughs> Sarah is great in this episode. He says, like, what is, what is this enviable situation yes. you're in, Deku? <laughs> God, it's so fucking funny. Everybody's, everybody's had one of those. You go to a bar, you turn around, look at one of your friends, you're like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. what is this situation we've already gone on so many tangents and i could go on so many like that for this (laughs) subject but i will not um (laughs) but i I just love that sarah was just like hey bud what the (laughs) (laughs) trying to get some hanky panky your tits are out dude Um, (laughs) the real haraka is here too but um the shiketsu girl like gymnastics away and she's like pouting and she's like, I really wanted to know Deku more and tells Uraraka, whom she seems to like as well, because she calls her like Uraraka-chan or whatever. She says like, Deku really trusts you, huh? And Sarah is going to go after her, but Deku's like, hey, she doesn't even have her targets on. So something is like super fishy is going on. Like you, even if you went after her, what are you going to do? There's nothing that you can do to her. Deku is like, oh, she was probably pretending to be Uraraka because she saw us at the sports festival working together and it's like oh okay cool that 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 makes sense like that's why like jess said like she knows that like oh hey if i be uraraka he's gonna trust me even though he didn't from the mm-hmm. jump which is great <laughs> it is a miracle of character design that sarah looks cool at all agreed we call him <laughs> office max in my in my household like <laughs> why is he cool he just so is cool he's cool i know <laughs> And he's like, he's totally Spider-Man-esque with his attitude and shit. I just, he, Sarah rules. Yeah. 230 people have failed and 53 people have passed. Shoto is like thinking to himself about how best to like ninja out a win before he's literally accosted by ninjas. And no, I'm not talking about Tyler Blevins. <laughs> have I noticed that I have a giant headache right now? <laughs> so we get this awesome like 6-8 jam, like this the new music in this part of the season. Like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, no, I know. I was like... It sounds like a Naruto song because there's like some like there's like some flutes and stuff in there, too, which is like, oh, man. Mm -hmm. So Shoto fucking is fighting some Power Rangers Ninja Force people like the the Red Ranger throws out a big nut. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be like he he throws a big nut at Shoto like he's he's from fucking Silence of the Lambs. But I was like, that is weight. That is way too deep. (laughs) But that shit could have killed Shoto, though. Like that could. Yeah. He throws some nails, too. Like he could have been fucking crucified. I've seen battle bots. I've seen the giant nut. I understand. (laughs) Shit's huge. Um, the joke for like me and 12 people. <laughs> Listen, I loved Battle good. Bots. I still so do. Shit's good. So the dude's gear is tungsten, and that's why it's like wicked heat resistant, and it's like not like Shoto mm-hmm. can't do shit at it. 
he tells Shoto like, hey, you're overconfident and just because you're from UA, that doesn't mean you're going to pass. There's fucking 10 of us in one of you. So I don't, he's like, you're not going to make it out of this. And so we'll see next episode if he does. <laughs> so that is the end of these episodes. Cam, are you being served ads anymore? Or are you free of this mortal coil? So I am, but like none of them were really anything good this week. Like they were all ones that I've just gotten before, or they're just like, here's what's coming up on Hulu. Um, mm. And so I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like, I don't know. Elizabeth Moss crying again for the fifth season in a row. Let's go. <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah. Since I like haven't seen these episodes now, like anytime it breaks for ads, I'm like, just fucking come on. Oh my like, God. I didn't even think about that. That now you're just like, yeah, what's going to happen though? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally anime is the reason I bought the more expensive Hulu that was ad free. I don't mind it as much in like live action stuff. Sure, I'm like, eh, yeah. But like anime, I'm like, I only get right. 20 minutes with this shit. Yeah. Stop wasting my time. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't mind it so much if I'm like watching, like I was watching like Brooklyn Nine-Nine for a while or if I want to watch like yeah, Community yeah. or something like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but with, with an anime where it just fades out in the middle of something and you're just like mm -hmm. here at ebay we like to in this challenging time it's like shut up <laughs> that's been almost every single fucking ad yeah. that i've listened yeah. to so it's like i know <laughs> yeah no you're about to you're about to get a new wave of like now that life is completely all the way back to normal and nobody's it's gonna it's gonna jump the gun to that mm. part anyway but yeah. anyway <laughs> anime that is this episode of this podcast the next one is like the full, the full exam experience. Every episode is going to be some exam stuff. We've got episode 55 through 59. Those are the ones where we get some episodes. We're just like, Deku's not here. And also this is uh, Cam's chance to go full camling. <laughs> wow, full camling. It's not very good. <laughs> I'll give you like a B minus for that one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's honestly a little generous. I feel like that was like a 78%. C's get degrees, man. What the fuck? It's fine. This is a free podcast. What do you like, want? It's almost finals time. Like, I'm just trying to get you out at <laughs> the class. Like, just get the you're, degree you're and get out of there. Yeah, it's fine. Cut, cutting me some slack yeah, because yeah. it's all online anyway. <laughs> right, right. You know, in these unprecedented times. Fuck, <laughs> uh, oh, y'all. Um, but no, it's like Cam has not seen any of these episodes, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I was watching this and I was just like, Cam doesn't know who like the boomerang guy is and the earth guy and like the tea girl in the next one. It's going to rule. It's gonna I mean, rule. I've played Golden Sun. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a joke for like 12 people. I'm making an executive decision. So everyone, thank you so much for, for listening to today's episode of The Big Three. Next time we'll be talking about, like I said, episodes 55 through 59, the exam arc. Uh, if you like these episodes or think that we missed something, hit us up at at Big3MHA on Twitter. That's right. We did change our at or check out our Discord link in the description. And of course, check out somegoodshows.biz for some more good shows like this one where the biz stands for business in these times. In these <laughs> unprecedented times. <laughs> our show art is by the wonderful Jess Howard. Our music is by Julian V. Their work can be found at at JulesVZ. I can be found at at VictoryPosition on Twitter. I can be found at a wild Jessichu on Twitter. And I can be found at the Candyman. I can be found at, at hungover. <laughs> I was about to say, I can be found hungover on my couch in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been the big three. Peace. Peace.